At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy Friday, folks, and welcome to it. It is time to start up another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us on this Friday evening. Man, we got a lot of action to uncover tonight. Tons of NFL preseason football, a handful of games that we're going to start things off by previewing momentarily. So don't worry, we'll get into that. But let me tell you what else we got dialed up on the show tonight because we'll be talking plenty more football 15 minutes from now. Pam Maldonado, Yahoo Sports betting analyst. She joined us a little bit earlier this summer. She'll be hopping on again, and we'll be going over some Pac-12 previews with win totals, conference odds, and much more. She bets on every single college football game. I recall her saying that the last time. So, you know, she's cracking down the sooner we're getting to the start of college football season. So looking forward to that in 15 minutes with Pam. And then 30 from now, how about VEASAN's very own Mike Pritchard? He's a current VEASAN host and former former NFL wide receiver. You know him, you love him, and you love when he tells us what to bet because he gets it from obviously having the experience on the field, tying that in from the betting perspective, and it works out perfectly. So we'll look forward in 30 minutes to talking with Mike for kind of just the mindset players have in preseason, and then if he's added any other plays for the regular season and beyond. And then 45 minutes from now, the typical drill will go with Danny's Dimes, my best bets for the night. We had two preseason games we pulled the trigger on earlier this week, so we'll spend that segment to recap that. And then I have two games on the diamond this evening, so a few plays, or more than a few, but uh, yeah, that will all be covered at the end of the show. Preseason action all throughout, though, folks. So uh, let's get into it right away and see if we can kind of get a preview of all of these games. I'm sure there will be a ton of excitement for this first one uh, with the Falcons and the Lions. Man, I mean, the team that's featured on Hard Knocks is always going to get love, but you got to think going against this Falcons team, that is kind of just assumed to be one of the worst, that would boost it even more so. Now, this game's pretty much about to start, but just to give you a quick synopsis, Atlanta did open as a point-and-a-half favorite in the spot, and then we saw it flip to Detroit being the favorite. Total was at about 33. You saw that get steamed up as well, but the big movement had gone toward the side of Detroit. You should be getting a little bit of action from Jared Goff, and a Aside from Jared Goff, you got Tim Boyle and David Blau. Uh, as for the Falcons, you got Marcus Mariota, the newly drafted Desmond Ritter, and then Felipe Frank. So uh, some pretty decent, notable quarterbacks in that mix. But if I had to go anyway, I guess I would lean toward the side of Detroit. 
Yeah, you saw uh, Dan Campbell have his guys go full pads in the first practice. So uh, you got to think the enthusiasm is, is there. And these boys are ready to pounce. Doesn't matter that it's preseason. That just seems like a Dan Campbell type of MO. No matter what game it is, we're going out there to try to win. But yeah, brief preview on that game because it's about to begin. A little bit later tonight, everybody also kind of had their eyes on this game because of the unknown with Deshaun Watson. But there has been no decision on Watson, so as of now, apparently he is good to go and can actually play. So they're on the road against Jacksonville, and the Jags are the slight favorite here, minus two and a half. Jacksonville opened up as a point and a half favorite, so a little bit of steam has been going their way. If you're interested in the money line, Jacksonville's minus a buck 39. Cleveland's plus 114 on the buyback. Total opened at 35. Now this is ticked up to 36 and a half with a little bit of juice to the over still at minus 112. So don't know how much we're really going to see out of Watson. I would probably assume one or two series, but looks like he'll be going out of the gates. And then afterward, you got Jacoby Brissett. Joshua Dobbs and Josh Rosen to make up the quarterback depth chart for the Cleveland Browns. As for Jacksonville, looks like Trevor Lawrence and some of the other first teamers are going to get a couple of reps in there. So he will be starting. Then he got C.J. Beathard behind him, Jake Lutton, and then E.J. Perry. So that's what it's shaping out to look like between Jacksonville and Cleveland. I don't even really know what to make out of this game, to be quite honest with you. I mean, you'd probably want to look toward the side of Jacksonville because they kind of have a younger team, a lot of guys trying to fill that roster spot. And I know they already had their Hall of Fame game, but you could still look at Doug Peterson maybe having a little bit more importance in this game in the sense of trying to fill some of those spots with this young core. They're not completely solidified. On the side of Cleveland, yeah, I mean, assuming Deshaun's going to be suspended for a considerable amount of games, you probably want to get Brissett as many reps as possible. But I don't know how that's going to necessarily translate into this first preseason game. So personally, I would just completely stay away from that one. What about the next one, though, the Eagles and the Jets? So we talked with Ryan Rothstein earlier this week about this matchup, and he wasn't too confident in one side versus the other, and I can't say I blame him, but this one has seen a lot of movement because originally the Jets opened up as a three-point favorite. We were also talking with Kenny White about this game, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe he leaned toward the side of Philadelphia because, again, the Jets opened up as a three-point favorite. I think it flipped to the Eagles as a slight favorite at one point. Now you are currently seeing the Jets as a one and a half point favorite. Also laying minus 117 on the money line. Philly on the other side for the money line is minus a buck 05. Total has seen considerable movement to the over. 33 is where that opened up at. Now that's ticked up to 36 and a half. A little bit of juice on the under minus 117 but man big movement there. Quarterback-wise, you know Zach Wilson going to be getting some reps. Younger quarterback still wanting to develop into the system. A lot of young guys with that core for New York on both sides of the ball. So this is a team that could thrive in preseason. But do you think it's going to be tonight against the Eagles, who are in a somewhat similar situation? Nick Sirianni in his second year as a head coach and still wanting Jalen Hurts to prove he can be a top-tier guy. So he wants to get acclimated as much as possible. But honestly, their second stringers are pretty solid. I mean, you got Jalen Hurts and then Gardner Minshew. And then for the Jets, you got Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. And don't forget about Mike White. Mike White's there, too. He came alive for a couple of games last year. Uh, Reed Sinnott is the third stringer for the Eagles. Look, if I knew that Gardner Minshew was going to be getting a lot of reps in this game, I do believe the Eagles would be the right move. And that's apparently what the market's telling you. So maybe that's what you could bank on in the spot. And again, I, you're just looking at the younger guys who are trying to get installed into these new systems. You would think the Jets would have kind of better talent in terms of how they drafted most recently. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to play a majority of the game. So uh, if you do want to follow that movement, though, it looks like the Eagles are getting some love. And same with the total going over. But you certainly missed the best number on both. Cardinals and Bengals are next game. So you got Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow. Starting quarterbacks, we know this, doesn't look like either are going to be playing tonight. And for Arizona, even their second stringer, Colt McCoy, looks like he also will be out. 
So that leaves Trace McSorley and Jared Guarantano as their next quarterbacks. Trace McSorley should be getting a, major, uh, a majority of the workload tonight. And if you remember, he played a couple of spots when the Ravens were really banged up a couple seasons ago. He's a dual-threat quarterback, can really be mobile. So would it be shocked to see Arizona have a good look in tonight's game? Aside from Joe Burrow, the backup quarterback situation, you got Brandon Allen for the Bengals, Jake Browning, and then Drew Plitt. Right now, the line has the Bengals as a slight favorite, minus one and a half. They opened up minus two, so a little bit of love going toward the Cardinals. Arizona is plus 108 on the money line if you do want to follow that action and you're getting a little bit of plus money for it. As for Cincinnati, you're laying about minus about 30 on the money line, and total has opened at 33 and a half, moved three and a half points to about 30. So a lot of money coming in on a lower scoring game potentially with the Cardinals and Bengals. Maybe because you're not even getting at least Colt McCoy along with Murray and Burrow who could get you some points right out of the gate. Maybe that's a thought process for this spot. All of those games I honestly don't have that much conviction for, which is clear based on how we just went over them. But I still wanted to tell you and address all of them with you because, hey, we got football and there's been a lot of movement for each of these games. If you do want to get involved, I want to make sure you recognize where that's all shifted. There was one game, though, that, man, I got a strong lean with, but I didn't end up playing. Maybe I'll change my mind later tonight. But I think this is going to be a really entertaining one to watch. And that's out on the West Coast with the 49ers and the Packers. San Francisco opened up as a very slight favorite, minus a point. Right now at Bet Rivers, you're getting San Fran minus two in the hook. And the juice is on the spread for San Francisco, minus 114. So if it does move, it looks like it's going to hit three, if anything. If you do want to entertain the money line for San Francisco, it's minus a buck 48. Green Bay on the other side is plus 123. Total open 33 and a half. That has now gone up to 35 and a half. Slight juice on the under, minus 115. So for Green Bay, you're assuming you're going to see a lot of Jordan Love tonight. No Aaron Rodgers. He stressed the other day the importance of not really seeing the importance of preseason, I guess he could say. And he might play in the third game, right? But games one and two, it doesn't look like you're going to get AR-12. He doesn't need to play. Why should he? Right? Let someone like Jordan Love get more reps and practice so he can eventually, if you're a Packers fan or in the organization, take your spot and become a sufficient quarterback. Doesn't look like he's on that path, though. Uh, Danny Etling is your third-string quarterback for Green Bay. We'll see what you can get out of him. As for San Francisco, well, you technically still have Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster, uh, Nate Sudfeld, Brock Purdy out of Iowa State, and then, of course, Trey Lance, who is your number one guy. Now, Trey Lance is in that unique situation because, yes, he's your starter. You don't want to play him a lot. But it's also a guy that has had minimal playing time even since college. I mean, he didn't play his last year. Then he got drafted. Last season only played a handful of snaps. I mean, more than that. But you get my point. Only a couple of games. And the jury's still out on Trey Lance, I feel like. I know he's a dynamic athlete. And, heck, who knows? Maybe he comes out and absolutely dominates in Kyle Shanahan's system. But tonight, yeah, I think he's going to put on a better show. And I think he got a deeper quarterback depth chart to look forward to with San Francisco as opposed to Green Bay. A lot of things need to be implemented with San Francisco this season more so than Green Bay. They know what they have with Aaron Rodgers. They don't need to go out there and stress anything more than they usually would. So I get the line movement going towards San Francisco here. I would lay the minus 148 if I was doing anything in this game. So that's really my strongest lean tonight and what I might end up playing. Haven't done it officially, but that's the strongest consideration. I do have two preseason bets that we did play officially. I'll tell you more about those later tonight. But before that, let's talk some college football next with Pam Maldonado. We're hitting some Pac-12. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The College Football Guide is out right now, and the NFL Guide is coming very soon. So make sure you start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, which includes team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, you'll get best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. But remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN All-Access subscriber. So sign up early, and for a discounted $175, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides, along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or if you want more of a temporary subscription, you can check us out for $40 a month, and you can see everything VEASAN has to offer to help you up your betting game. So go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and to become a part of the Sports Betting Network. Okay, folks. Well, speaking of college football, figured we'd spend some more time on that here on Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host, but we're going to talk to one of the best in the biz, Pam Maldonado at Pamela M35, where you could follow her on Twitter. Catch her content over at Yahoo Sports, betting analyst covering naturally all things college football. And Pam, always appreciate the time. I know we're getting closer and closer, so the excitement is getting bigger and bigger. You had a really uh, just valuable article that you wrote at Yahoo the other day. And I think really what's so great about it is that a lot of times people want to get into the betting space, but they're a little scared because they don't want to ask the silly questions, right? But, you know, you titled it Betting 101, How to Keep Track of Your Wagers. Such an important Mm -hmm. thing, even for people who bet regularly, to really just understand the importance of that, Pam. So if you kind of want to expound on that a little bit, I think that would be awesome for everybody to hear. I'm a recreational sports better, just like you, just like our audience tends to be. And back in the day, the way that I used to track my wagers was, is my bank account up or down? That is not the smartest way to track whether you are a successful sports better or not. So it wasn't until a couple of seasons ago, a few seasons ago, where I started keeping track of every single bet that I was making. And at first I was like, oh, the ones that I'm putting like a heavy unit on and then uh, kind of forgetting the smaller ones. Track absolutely everything you are doing. Parlays, teasers, against the spread, underdog money lines. The more information that you provide for yourself, you're going to be able to figure out where exactly your strength and your weakness lies. I know that last season, I was really good at college football totals, and I was terrible at doing underdog money lines, double-digit specifically, (laughs) double-digit underdogs. So I knew early in the season... Stop betting double-digit underdogs. I put my focus into those totals, and I had a really great season the rest of the year. So you're not going to know that information unless you're tracking everything that you're doing. So it's just really helpful to to visually see where your strength and weakness lies. 
Pam, I was the same way, right? You just kind of look at your bank account and you see, you know, if it's been going up or down. And then you're like, all right, I, I can't sustain this type of strategy. So you're right. Mm -hmm. That's really the best method about going through it. And I, I think you also bring up a really good point. I mean, you can see what's been treating you well and what's been kind of hurting you up to whatever point you're looking at it. Right. So when you see something like you talked about not doing too great on double digit underdogs and you kind of adjusted throughout the season, is that something that you keep in mind then coming into a brand new season or is it just clean slate, fresh start? For me, it is a fresh start into a new season because you don't know what the lines are going to happen. I believe, in my opinion, I'm, I don't know if this is a fact or not, but sports books have got to be making adjustments from the year prior. So maybe they got crushed on totals and they're going to be a little bit sharper on those. Maybe they got crushed against the spread against underdogs in the NFL and they're going to be a little bit sharper on those. So it's just going to kind of be I'm going to test everything out, see how I feel week after week. And then you'll know early on week three, week four. OK, this is where I'm starting to build some of my bankroll from. This is where my bankroll starting to slide. And then you can put your focus in on the rest of the season. Good notes. Well, hey, Pam, we love when you write those one on ones. I'm sure a lot of people do out there. And we also love when we get some of your insight for these specific teams. Last time we had you on, we were talking some Big 12. But how about we go to the Pac-12 out on the West Coast? Some new faces out there in California, right? USC. And they're the short shot with Lincoln Riley taking over two to one to win the conference. Then you got Utah, who seems to be a popular pick amongst a lot of people who have come here on VEASAN. Uh, Oregon next, plus 250. Then you get into the double digits. But before we kind of dive into those win totals, what team do you think presents the most value based on the odds we're seeing to come out on top of the conference? You've already mentioned a couple with Utah, and of course that has my interest, but I'm looking a little bit further down the season win total teams, and I'm looking to the Oregon State Beavers. Their season win total sits at six and a half, and I feel that's just a smidge too low because this is a really great team. It's, they reached their first bowl in eight years. They have a fifth-year head coach when uh, other teams in the conference, Washington, Oregon, Washington State, they all have new head coaches. They have a new defensive coordinator, which could definitely work in their favor. But what I love specifically about the Beavers is that against the spread as an underdog, they've been really good to me over the last couple of seasons. 14-7-1 in the last three years. And in conference this last year, they led in yards per play. So this is a very capable offense who has an ability now to clean up some of its defense. And if they do, quarterback Chance Nolan, he had 300 rushing yards. I hope he can utilize more of his ground game. Uh, really really use, use his legs here. They were top 20 in rushing. Their return, they do have uh, Deshaun Fenwick. They're going to see if they, he can fill the role behind B.J. Baylor, who is gone. But this offensive line was top six in the nation last year. They're retaining their spots. They have their head coach, the same quarterback, retaining the offensive line. They have depth on the offense with the running back and a new defensive coordinator. There's just a lot of good pieces to like about this Oregon State team, who's typically great as an underdog. Hopefully they can turn some of those against the spread covers into wins. And they have a great home schedule, so I'm I'm really optimistic that the Beavers here can really pull be a surprise. Yeah, and we see their win total at about six, a little bit of juice to the over, minus 134. But hey, if you're really looking for some value, 33 to one to win the Pac-12. So hopefully they have an exciting year, and that's what you're kind of banking on out of that Beaver squad. Now we mentioned USC, right? And they're going to be the talk of the town, obviously, because of what transpired. But my question to you is, do you think they're a tad bit inflated coming into this season? I know they have what a lot of people would call a favorable schedule, but is there going to be some kind of of struggles throughout this transition period or can we really expect that instant success everything in my opinion everything looks good on paper until it doesn't so the usc trojans <laughs> yes you have a new head coach in lincoln riley three playoff appearances two heisman winners let's remember that those quarterback trans were transfer quarterbacks in jalen hurts and kyler murray now we have caleb williams who transferred over with him I'm not yet convinced that he is a quarterback of the future, a Heisman contender. We have yet to fully, fully see it, a full season of him. So I'm really interested in that. But they have a new quarterback. They have new running back. You have new wide receivers, all transfers. There's just a lot of new, a new defensive coordinator. That is a lot of new pieces to figure out on how are you going to gel so quickly right now, early in the season, in the spring schedule, in the spring training. Are you really going to mesh 100% to hit the ground running come the start of the season? So I'm definitely not as high on the Trojans as probably most, 
You're good on paper. I need to see it proven. Makes sense. Well, hey, Pam, when you're looking down some of these other teams, when you get into these double-digit odds, the UCLA's, the Washington's, Washington State's, were there any other schools out of that group that kind of stood out to you? Maybe if it's the value to win the conference or maybe just a team you should look forward to betting on a game-to-game -game basis? I'm interested on, uh, yes, I'm interested in Oregon State to hit their season win total, but I'm interested in UCLA Bruins, uh, not only to surpass their win total of eight and a half, but to definitely be a contender here in the Pac-12. It's kind of funny how a couple seasons ago, I said that Chip Kelly was on the chopping block, and now he has a contract extension, an eight and four season, and they could have had, this is the team that the Bruins, they could have had a better win last year. Um, they could have had a nine Nine-win season, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, he missed the Utah game from injury, but they're top 70 in passing, which I wish they could improve on just a bit. But, I mean, this is a quarterback that can run. He's 600. He's top 10 in quarterback rushing scores. And you have running back Zach Charbonnet, who that is a one-two punch duo. Top 30 in rushing, top 25 in scoring. I want, the, I want to see more receptions from him, 24 receptions last year. Utilize him more in the passing game. With DTR, this is going to be a dangerous combo. And last year, the Bruins, they had a couple of late losses. 37-33 to Fresno. They lost 40 with seconds left. Down three to Oregon. DTR goes out in the fourth quarter. The backup quarterback in Chase Garbers, he threw an interception. So they last year's season could have actually been better if they can improve slightly on that defense, close out some of those wins, and stay healthy. This is a UCLA Bruins team that can not only just win the conference, but, man, I'm actually really excited and maybe they can like really surprise as a national contender. Okay, I like the looks of that. 10 to 1, some decent value there out of the Pac-12 with this Bruins squad. And their win total, 8.5, the over minus 109, under minus 117. So it could be a good betting option heading into this college football season. Pam, thank you for making some time as always. Always appreciate the information. Look forward to talking more as we get closer and closer to the start of the season. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You got it. Pam Aldonado, folks, make sure you follow her on Twitter at PamelaM35 and catch her content over at YahooSports.com. Amazing write-ups and amazing coverage. All righty, coming next, we're talking with VEASAN's very own former NFL receiver Mike Pritchard. All things NFL coming next. This is Rush Hour on VEASAN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion that focuses on your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and don't forget about Washington, D.C. So make sure you subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your CityCast and podcasts available. You'll be set up with multiple episodes a week and great local sports betting content. Well, folks, we got plenty of action going on right now throughout the NFL preseason. Marcus Mariota is putting his body on the line. Game one of the NFL preseason, tying things up with the Lions seven apiece. DeAndre Swift had the first tutty for the Lions. Hutchinson had a big tackle for a loss. And now the Falcons tack on six with Mariota diving into the end zone. So, man, uh, already getting it out of the gates. We got plenty more to look forward to tonight. And to talk more about that, we're welcoming on here on Rush Hour, Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver, current beast and host at MI Pritchard, where you could follow him on Twitter. Mike, always a pleasure to have you on and talk football with you. So, yeah, we are in the midst of preseason. I, I got to get the player perspective out of you first. I, I mean, how do you look at it, I guess, the difference from a younger guy coming into these preseason games versus more of a veteran where you're established? Because I think from a betting perspective, we always try to play the mental game like, I don't know, take a team, for example, the Bears, young guys who maybe are trying to prove something versus an established Chiefs team. Uh, how do you look at that from being in that situation? You know, Danny, great to be with you. Um, actually, it's, it's unique, you know, when you think about it. Like, um, you got the young guys that are going to be eyes wide open, ready to go, ready to prove themselves, ready to showcase their talent to all the coaches. And then you got guys like Marcus Mariota, who's trying to reestablish himself as a starting quarterback in the National Football League. So there's motivation on both sides that way. And I think it's up to the coaches. You know, if you're betting these games, uh, what what's the motivation? What what is 
most important for the coaches to establish here. Like if you're Campbell, Coach Campbell with Detroit, you want to continue what you started last year. You want to make sure that the standard is high and, and certainly that you want a winning culture. And then I think of Arthur Smith uh, with the Falcons, you want to see improvement with your offense and certainly your defense. So I, there's all kind of angles to look at, information. You can look at individual players too. But uh, when it comes to this time of year, uh, there's, there's a lot of excitement. Football's back and, and everybody's ready to compete that way. Well, that's for sure, Mike. Hey, we had a couple of games last night that were pretty entertaining. The Giants and the Patriots. Giants won 23-21. And then the Ravens and Harbaugh continues his preseason success. They win 23-10 over the Titans. Did you have any big takeaways from either of those games? I know the Patriots had a lot of news coming out with their offense and their struggles. And then obviously you have the quarterback situation in Tennessee with Willis and Tannehill. But did anything really stand out to you? Yeah, I did want to see if the communication was going to be sound on the sideline for the Patriots. I, you know, there's a lot of questions about who's going to call the plays. They'll make that determination. Uh, they got plenty enough time to do that. But I wanted to make sure or see for myself that the communication was going to be seamless. And, and it seemed like it was, you know, whether or not Judge is going to call the plays or Patricia, uh, the communication amongst the coaches uh, was at the level that I wanted to see it. And then certainly the communication to the players on the field uh, was at the level that I needed to see it as well. You know, it's so early in the process. You know, we don't have starters out there. Uh, right now, Dan, I'm just looking for culture. I'm looking for energy. I'm looking for passion. I'm looking uh, for guys uh, that are buying into the instruction from the coaches. And, uh, you know, because if you're going to reach the backups, then certainly your starters are going to be on a different level. So, uh, I'm gathering intel this preseason, uh, getting more and more excited for the regular season as we go along. Man, Mike, I mean, to your point, I think a team that everybody's kind of wondering about and trying to pinpoint with their culture, it's got to be the Cleveland Browns, right? Because you have such right. an unknown situation with Deshaun Watson. It looks like he's going to play tonight because nothing has been official from the NFL. They're catching two in the hook on the road against the Jags this evening. Totals at about 36 in the, in the hook. But, I mean, what are you expecting out of Cleveland in this game and, I guess, the regular season? Yeah, you know, this game in particular, Danny, I mean, I think they're breaking in a new center. J.C. Treader is no longer with the team, so you're breaking in a new center and a new quarterback. I don't care who you are as a coach. You have to see that on film uh, to make sure you can coach that up, especially when you have a, a guy who hasn't played in about a year, which is Deshaun Watson. Uh, so I'm sure Deshaun Watson wants to get out there and, and, and get his feet wet, uh, you know, get back into a competitive mode and then get out of there. Uh, but you got to get reset ready. Uh, so that's what I'm looking for. I, I want to see how the Cleveland Browns and offense operates uh, with reset on the field, the communication, like I spoke of uh, earlier. Uh, and then on the other side too, Jacksonville, I, I think um, that was a redshirt year for Trevor Lawrence last year, going uh, through what he went through with Urban Meyer. Uh, it, it didn't look right. It didn't feel right. So this year, is, uh, my expectations have gone up for Trevor Lawrence. So I, I definitely want to see um, uh, the expectations level be met a little bit. I want to see Trevor Lawrence lead an offense uh, as, in a professional way. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people want to see that, actually, when it comes to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think also a lot of people want to see that with a later game tonight, Mike, and that being the San Francisco Green Bay game, because mm -hmm. you talk about unknowns and needing to prove yourself. I feel like Trey Lance is in that perfect position. It seems like the team, you know, putting in all their chips with him aside from Jimmy Garoppolo, and rightfully so, right? You traded up to get him. But I feel like you keep hearing conflicting reports like, man, this guy looks amazing. And I don't know. I'm not so sure about him. So I feel like we'll see, obviously not a lot, but enough to get a better idea of what to expect with Trey Lance this evening? Oh, we'll get a start of it, right? The start of the process. I mean, he's a young, young player, inexperienced, and essentially this is his first year. Uh, I, I think Kyle Shanahan, the, caller, the, uh, the uh, head coach for the 49ers, is going to be careful with him. Um, but, yeah, I think we need to see him take those steps forward. Maybe baby steps, that's, that's going to be okay because they need him for the entire season. Uh, as far as betting this game, you know, you look at Love on the other side, he's playing for his future as a quarterback in the National Football League, whether it's going to be with Green Bay or some other team that could trade for him. Uh, so I'm intrigued by both quarterbacks in this game. It should be a competitive one, kind of like the one between Atlanta and Detroit that we've seen right now. 
Now, Mike, moving on toward tomorrow, Pittsburgh and Seattle, they have about five quarterbacks who are really fighting for their jobs, right? I mean, with the Steelers, you got Trubisky, Rudolph, and then obviously Kenny Pickett being drafted for the Seahawks. You got Geno Smith taking the first team reps and Drew Locke fighting for that position. I actually bet, the, I, I bet this one over 35 and a half, assuming because of all the quarterbacks that need to produce a lot of offense, that will in turn make this a higher scoring game. But what do you take away from what we could maybe see from this spot tomorrow night? I think we see a lot of action because you've got uh, two teams looking for a starting quarterback. And there's a, a ton of competition going on, whether it's Dino Smith and, and Drew Locke on one side, or like you mentioned, Mitchell uh, Trubisky, uh, Rudolph. You can throw in Kenny Pickett in there as well. I mean, Mason Rudolph is a guy who perhaps could be looking for a job somewhere else or auditioning uh, for that situation. But we have a lot of young players uh, on the side of the Steelers that I think a lot of people are excited about, George Pickens. Uh, in particular, the receiver from Georgia, uh, looking forward to seeing this guy play. Heard a lot of great things from camp. Uh, and this is a young team anyway. I mean, Big Ben's no longer in the building. Uh, so I think from a culture standpoint and certainly establishing yourself, uh, we can see some great performances from those young players out there with the Steelers. Hey, Mike, before we let you go, I know we've talked a lot of preseason, but has there been any kind of main bet you've been really excited about, whether it's a win total, conference futures, Super Bowl futures, that you're like, all right, I'm feeling good about this team heading into the season? Not yet. Not yet. I'm, I'm gathering intel right now. I don't particularly like to bet preseason because there's so much variance. There's so much out there. Um, but, you know, I, I would sat side with totals. Danny, I mean, that, that's a situation that, you know, you get more comfortable with uh, depending on what that total is. But, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm an intel gathering fool right now when it comes to preseason football in the National Football League. Hey, makes sense. You know firsthand, and we always appreciate you dishing out that info from both the betting and player perspective. Mike, you're the best. Appreciate you taking some time. Enjoy your weekend, my friend. Absolutely. You do the same. Take care. You bet. Mike Pritchard, folks, at M.I. Pritchard, where you could follow him on Twitter. And, of course, you can catch him here on VEASAN's Airwaves, hosting a plethora of shows. But, yeah, always love catching up with Mike. Hey, sometimes that's the best way to do it, right? Instead of betting a lot preseason, which, hand up, I certainly have done it, you know, taking that intel, see how these teams are looking throughout the first couple of preseason games, and maybe before the third or even after, you can look to attack then because you get that better understanding. You see what the play calling can be like, and it's not going to be identical to what you see in the regular season, but you get a good idea. Right? And that's what we kind of get from some of these small sample sizes. But, hey, we love betting it regardless. And, by the way, if you are betting that Falcons and Lions game, score is still, uh, still tied up at seven apiece. You had a DeAndre Swift touchdown to get things kicked off, and then Marcus Mariota leaping into the end zone. Well, it's more of a dive. But, hey, they tied things up seven apiece. Uh, not sure what time is left in the game. Flag right now, but it's still early on. So you could live bet that, and you got plenty more to bet throughout tonight's games. I'll tell you some preseason games that I did bet on as well as some baseball tonight. Danny's Dimes coming up next here on Rush Hour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. baseball fans this week bet rivers online sportsbook is your home for same game parlay bets and bets on all professional baseball games so go ahead and create your ideal same game parlay of over three legs and you'll receive up to three 50 profit boost that's right get a 50 profit boost when you place qualifying same game parlay wagers this week only so go on, head on over to BetRivers.com, or you could download the BetRivers Sportsbook app for further details. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the mix. The show is Rush Hour here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host. You can follow along on Twitter at DannyBurke5. So it is our final segment. We've gone over tons, but we have not gone over my best bets for tomorrow with some preseason and with some baseball tonight. So let's get into it. It is time for Danny's Dimes here on the program, a.k.a. my official best bets for the night. We might as well kick things off on the diamond where we got a pair of plays. Let's start at Bush Stadium. St. Louis taking on Milwaukee. Couple NL Central rivals. Cardinals opened up minus 140 as the favorite. Well, they've gotten steamed all the way up to minus 167 right now at Bet Rivers. And the Brewers opened at about plus 120 or so. Now they're at plus 145. Total open seven, ticked up a little bit to seven and a half. Who's pitching tonight? That's what the main question is. You got Eric Lauer, a southpaw for Milwaukee, whose numbers, the flat numbers, meaning, you know, his win-loss record, whip, and ERA would lead you to believe he's a really good pitcher. And he is a good pitcher, but the underlying statistics kind of argue otherwise. Because he's 8-3, he's got a 3.59 ERA and a 122 whip. Three thumbs up all around. But then you look at his fifth, the true indication of what his ERA should be, 458 is the number. That's not something you want to back. And neither is his home run to fly ball ratio, which is at 14%, or his Sierra, his skill interactive ERA, which is at 407. Now, that number is not horrendous, but still, ideally, you'd get that below four. Now, what also scares you potentially about Eric Lauer is his home and road splits. And on the road, it's not been a good story for him this year. 447 is his ERA away from Miller Park, 338 Woba, 542 is his fifth, compared to 367 as his fifth at his home ballpark. Huge difference there, folks. Now, Lauer is two and two with a 693 ERA in six career games. Five of those are starts against St. Louis. He's gone up against them two times this season, once at St. Louis, when five innings allowed four hits and two earned runs. Milwaukee won that game actually four to three. But then they had the cards at home, and in that game went six innings, allowed six hits, five earned runs, five strikeouts, but the Cards won that game five to four. Cardinals just lost two out of three at Colorado, by the way, so they're itching to get some momentum back. Uh, Milwaukee just won back-to-back games first Tampa Bay, so they're feeling pretty good. But I don't know if they should be feeling good about Lauer going into Bush Stadium tonight because we told you his underlying numbers that are concerning, but furthermore, the Cardinals are smashing lefties at home this year. 802 is their OPS against Southpaws at home. 346 is their weighted on base average, and their WRC Plus is as high as 131. Outstanding numbers out of St. Louis. Now, they're also throwing a new pitcher out in the mix, new in terms of with a new team, Jordan Montgomery, another southpaw. Now, he has pitched one game for the Cardinals thus far, had the classic revenge game. The Yankees traded him to the Cardinals, and he faced the Yankees in his first game as a member of the Cardinals. And at home, he went five innings, allowed just two hits, no earned runs. St. Louis won that game one nothing. Vintage type of, you know, trade away, play great against your former team type of spot. 
Uh, overall this year, okay numbers. Four and three, 353 ERA, 108 whip, which is really good. His FIP a little high, but not awful, 389. He's striking out about seven and a half guys per nine innings and walking less than two per nine, which is very solid. And his Sierra is fine as well at 381. You can't really look at his home and road splits too much since it's a new environment, but he did pitch a little bit better at home with the Yankees this year. But overall, clearly, the numbers are better for Montgomery than they are for Lauer. And the Brewers, when they're facing righties on the road, the numbers have not been great. 666 is their OPS, 298 is their WOBA, and 88 is their WRC+. Remember, 131 is the number for the Cards. 88 is a WRC plus for the Brewers against righties. And then at Bush Stadium when they've been going, or pardon me, lefties. Um, that's your number against lefties. And then against lefties at Bush Stadium, granted, it's only been 40 plate appearances, but their OPS is 572. Woba's 258 and a 66 weighted runs created plus. So when they're facing southpaws at Bush, it's been a nightmare. So I think the advantage strikes here with St. Louis. Also because the Brewers' bullpen has been slacking a little bit. Their ERA is up to 393, whereas St. Louis's bullpen, their ERA is 376. The movement's gone towards St. Louis. I hopped in on it a little bit earlier at minus 160. But again, seven-cent difference now at Bet Rivers at minus buck 67. If it's a little bit too expensive, yeah, I'd entertain the run line here at plus 128. Could be some solid value there, but I'm in on the Cardinals tonight, money line-wise, against the Brewers. Our other play tonight, we take it out to the NL East. Good pitching matchup, potentially. You got Ranger Suarez taking on Max Scherzer. Man, Max Scherzer has just continued to be Mad Max. The dude's an absolute stud. He's 8-2 with a 198 ERA, a whip of 0.90, a FIP of 245. I mean, it's incredible. His Sierra's 277. He's striking out over 11 guys per nine innings while walking less than two. At home, he's got a 177 ERA and a 250 Woba, and his FIP is 282. Now, he's gone up against the Phillies three times this season. He went five innings, allowed five hits, one earned run, and one outing. They won 9-6. to six. At home against Philly, allowed five hits, four earned runs, nine strikeouts. They won 10-6. to six. And then at Philly again, went six innings. He did allow 10 hits and three earned runs. And the Phillies did win 3-2, but that was his worst performance, and that's not even that bad, right? That's just relatively bad for Max Scherzer. He has surrendered just two runs throughout his last three starts. And overall in his career, he's 16-5 and with a 2.66 ERA and 28 career starts against the Phillies. So, yeah, I'm not too concerned about what Scherzer could produce in tonight's game. Ranger Suarez on the other side, he's faced the Mets 10 times. Three of those have been starts. He's gone one and two with a 5.09 ERA. Obviously not as outstanding as Scherzer. His numbers are fine this year, though. He's eight and five with a 3.68 ERA, 3.89 FIP, 12.5% home run to fly ball ratio, and 4.05 Sierra. So that's a tad bit concerning. But yeah, I mean, look, he's only faced the Mets once. It was his first start of the season. Only when 2.2 innings pitched, allowed three earned runs on five hits. Phillies did win that game five to four. But look, I mean, Suarez is far outmatched here against Scherzer. Now, Suarez is a lefty, and the Mets are hitting lefties pretty good at home. 734 OPS, 320 Woba, and a 117 WRC+. So, very trustworthy numbers. Uh, the Phillies' numbers inevitably get worse away from home, where they're not at a hitter's ballpark. So, against righties on the road, their OPS drops to 695. The Woba drops to 304, and their weighted runs created plus goes to 93. Advantages look to be all around for this Mets team that is on a six-game winning streak. Now, I get that the Phillies had been red hot. They finally lost yesterday 3-0 versus Miami. The Mets have also won 9 out of 12 games against the Phillies this year. And in five of the wins that they have had against the Phillies at home, they've covered the run line in four out of those five games. That's the direction I'm looking because they're a big favorite in this spot. You don't want to lay necessarily over $2 in any spot, especially with division rivals. But, I mean, the Mets have gotten a lot of love, minus 160 up to minus 240. Their run line, minus 1.5, is plus 102. I got involved at the price of plus 105. I think the Mets are going to keep their hot streak going. They're going to want to put out for Scherzer tonight. Scherzer's always competing every single night, and the Mets should be able to get to Suarez enough facing a lefty at home. So give me the Mets on the run line this evening at plus 105 for our second and final baseball play of the night. Uh, really quick before we head out here, in case you missed it earlier this week, we did have a couple of preseason games. 
Uh, unfortunately, the number did not go our favor for our first spot. I took the Bears on the money line, minus 165. I think it's a good situation with Eberflus wanting to make a good impression at home. He got a lot of young guys trying to prove their worth, get acclimated to a new system, fill in roster spots. Justin Fields probably going to be getting an ample amount of time, more so than you would typically think. Well, now it's moved to the Chiefs as a one-and-a-half-point favorite. The Bears are missing some receivers, and he got the whole Roquan situation. Nevertheless, I still do like the Bears. You could get a better number with them now if you want to jump in. And then I love that Seahawks-Steelers over 35-and-a-half. Five quarterbacks who are needing to prove their worth. Drew Locke, um, obviously Geno Smith with the Seahawks, and Trubisky, Rudolph, and Pickett all with the Steelers. Should be a lot of points potentially in that spot. So two preseason plays, Bears money line, Seahawks-Steelers over 35-and-a-half would still entertain it at over 36-and-a-half. And then in baseball, like we discussed, we're going with the Mets on the run line at plus 105. And then the Cardinals on the money line, a little bit more expensive, but took him at minus 160. So four plays to look forward to this weekend. Hopefully we can get you some winners. That's going to do it for another edition of Rush Hour. Thank you for tuning in, and best of luck with all your plays. Enjoy all the action from baseball to preseason. We're getting close to college, baby. Can't wait. We'll talk more on Monday. Until then, take care. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Plus. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.